Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. Trade nothing for everything. you doing pretty good, right? Yeah, that's what I had, that's what I was. That's what I could give, nothing. And the Lord had everything, and he gave everything. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's some more trade. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give you everything for nothing, and pay you, bless you, and help you just to keep it. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I want to say it's... uh, Great to see my friend Randy here tonight. He's been my buddy a long time. God bless his heart. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. In the book of Luke, he said, when you pray, say. He told us what to say. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I I won't try to preach on the children's bread. Give us this day our daily bread. God, we want you to help us. We want you to move and do all the things that none else can. God, please have mercy. I'm helpless as a little baby without you. You can give us strength and give us words and give anointing. Help every one of us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. The children's bread. Matthew 7, 7, he said, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Somebody said, well, I asked and I didn't receive. Well, you told me what your problem is. You quit asking. (laughs) You've already got it in the past. All these verbs here, ask, seek, and knock, are in the Greek uh, present imperative. And the sense is, keep asking. And it shall be given you. Keep seeking, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Uh, For every one. How many was it? Every one. Every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? <clears throat> Praise God. Any of you mommy and daddies give your children rocks when they ask for bread? <clears throat> huh? No. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, How much more shall your Father, 
which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him. Amen. 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 Uh, our children ask us, they expect to receive. And they know we're not going to give them a stone when they ask for something to eat. Huh? Look like we'd have more confidence in that in God. We ought to have more confidence in our heavenly father than our children do in their earthly fathers. Because Jesus said, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Praise God. That uh, <clears throat> illustration has been used many times. If, if this altar, these little benches here, just lined with uh, $1,000 bills, and uh, someone's up here in charge said, uh, <clears throat> whoever gets up here and gets them, they're yours. You can have them. <clears throat> Be dangerous about getting run over. Huh? But God's got good gifts and perfect gifts come down from, from above, from the Father of lights. thousand dollars be absolutely nothing compared to that. The reason why we don't run over each other getting up here to get them, we don't believe it. Huh? It's, uh, it's a children's bread. And our Father loves us more than we ever loved any of our children. I don't... I don't care how much you love them. It's just a byproduct of his love. He loves them a lot. He loves you a lot more than you ever loved anybody. Because you don't know how and you don't have the power. And he does. Amen. Children's bread. Matthew chapter 15 verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Ha, right. ah, praise God. <clears throat> and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. For she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not I am not sent but to the lost sheep, unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Won't you listen to this? Praise God. I, I. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet, it's not suitable, it's not appropriate. To take the children's bread. That's what I'm trying to preach on. The children's bread. And cast it to dogs. And she said. Truth Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs. Which fall. From. Now I've read this on how many times. And never did get it. And I've read it a whole lot of times since. And it seems like it always blesses me better. After I got it. That, that little uh, five-letter word there, a possessive pronoun, praise God. She said, truth, Lord. Jesus said, it's not meat to give the children's bread to the dogs. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She said, I am a Canaanite and I may be uh, a Gentile dog, but I'm your dog. All right. Huh? You hear me? She said, Lord, I'm your dog. And, and the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their, from their master's table. Praise God. Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. All right, Praise God. It is the children's bread. Yes, and God 
God makes untold numbers, innumerable loaves of bread every day on the altars of heaven, had the ovens of heaven. Praise God that we can have just as many loaves as we need. And one crumb was enough to cast out that devil. Praise God, the children's bread. Amen. Hallelujah. Salvation is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. Praise God. You may have heard it. A, a little girl by the name of Edith. Her mom sent her to Sunday school. She came home all excited. She said, Mommy, they get saved down to that church. She said, It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's marvelous. It's great. They say it's the greatest thing ever happened. Her mother said, Edith, you think you could get saved? She said, No, I don't think it's for me. But I know one thing, it's wonderful. So mom kept sending her back to Sunday school. One day she came home and she is far greater excited. Uh, she's, she is far happier. She said, Mommy, I got saved today. She said, Well, I thought you couldn't get saved. Well, she said, that's what I thought too, but that preacher read Luke 15 and 2 today. He said, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Praise God. She said, I'm Edith. Hallelujah. He received me too. Huh? Praise God. I like it, don't you? You don't have to know all the theology. You don't have to quote all the verses. You, you don't have all have all the right words. All you have to do is have a heart that's hungry, and your Father will feed you with the children's bread. Praise God. Amen. There's uh, so much here. It's it's hard to preach. It's a rough job to preach. If you're going to preach one verse out of this book, there's 131,722 more that you need to put with it. Because every word in there goes with it. And then you, know, you have to know how to rightly divide all of it and connect it all up just right. And that would probably take several, several, several lifetimes. And then, uh, praise God, if you preach over 35, 40 minutes, folks start wondering if you're ever going to hush. Huh? Praise God. The things that's not worth a nickel, they can spend hours on that. But this is worth eternal life. Uh, about 35, 40 minutes is pretty much the limit on that. Praise God. I don't know how we got it so mixed up. But this is the children's bread. This is the word of God. This is the living bread sent down from heaven. This is the bread that you can eat and never, never, ever be hungry again. Praise God. Well, praise God. This is, this is the children's bread. I went, I went to preach at homecoming in a state that's probably 11, 1200 miles from here. And, uh, they had the big bus out front and the little trailer behind it and went, went up to the church and they're uh, warming up. They're practicing a little. I mean, a singing group, uh, par excellence. <laughs> One of the best I ever heard. Professional, huh? And I thought, well, I hope this goes good, <laughs> huh? If they're just here to entertain, the whole deal's ruined right now. <clears throat> huh? But if they came to worship God, it ought to be great. I found out about five minutes after they got started, uh, what their little, uh, one of their lead singers there, the uh, young lady, she quit singing, went to shouting. That big, tall, fine-looking young man playing the keyboard he just come out of there and went to dancing and running and 
he was way back in the aisle. He wasn't even close to the music. How in the world are you going to have a singing group when they're, when they're all just acting like it went wild? Huh? Best way in the world to have one as far as I'm concerned. Huh? Praise God. Well, the Holy Ghost came in there, and uh, we had church for uh, seven hours. <laughs> huh? He used to do that quite often. <clears throat> People just uh, worship God. When the Holy Ghost got on them, they just stayed there and worshiped the Lord. And got healed and got saved and got sanctified and got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Got all kind of things because that's what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. Well, there was a young man stayed there for six hours. I was scheduled to preach, but I wasn't scheduled to preach six times, but I did. <clears throat> Huh? The other five preachers that preached weren't scheduled at all. They just preached when the Spirit came on them. And they, we, didn't, we didn't figure they'd sing 23 or 24 or 25 songs, but they did. Amen. Huh? We had church seven hours, and it was just one wave of glory after another. Amen. A young man sat there through the whole thing for six hours, and uh, the seventh hour, he finally got up, came down, and knelt at that front pew right on this end and prayed through and got saved. I mean, they started to dismiss about five times, I suppose, and, and then uh, and it all, they did, nobody would leave, and then it all started all over again. Huh? Well, after six hours of it, he came and got saved in the seventh hour. And... Uh, his girlfriend said, uh, in case you're wondering whether he got saved or not, he did. I can, I can guarantee you he did. I can assure you he did. <laughs> as soon as he got home, first words he said to me, one of us have to move out of here right now. <laughs> huh? Praise God. Sounded like he got saved, didn't it? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, the reason why she was telling all that he got saved on Sunday at the homecoming. And Friday, a drunk driver came over and hit him head on and killed him. And he went to heaven. And God blessed and moved. And the children just ate bread for six hours. And God dealt with his precious soul for six hours. And in the seventh hour, he got saved. I'm telling you, God knows exactly how to do it. Amen. One crumb from this bread, one crumb from this loaf, one crumb of this bread will cast out devils, heal the sick, save the lost. My, it's untelling, it's marvelous, it's miraculous what this bread will do, and every bit of it is the children's bread. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. I don't know where that verse is. I never have found it. That one that said, if any sick among you, let him call 911. Huh? It said, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he committed any sin, they shall be forgiven him. Praise God. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. I think everybody ought to shout about that. Maybe you don't, probably you don't have as many faults as I do, but when the Lord promised to heal us of our faults, that makes me happy. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. What are you gonna be healed of? Your faults, that's what we're talking about. Praise God, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Praise God. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. It rained not on the earth 
by the space of three years and six months. Praise God. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Praise God. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. What a God. Amen. He said he has the hairs of your head numbered. Uh, close to 7 billion people in the world tonight. The average human skull has 100,000 hairs on it. And God knows exactly how many you have and everybody else in the world has. And the way it sounds, it looks like he's got a number on each one. And he never gets nervous keeping up with it. A million years ago, he knew just as much about it as he does tonight. Praise God, and he's never going to forget because he's right there 10,000 years ago. Not he was, I am. And 10,000 years out in the future, not he will be, I am. He's still back there and he's already out there. He fills all of time space and that's a small space for him to fill. He's the high and lofty one who inhabiteth eternity. Praise God. I said, praise God. This is the children's bread, the word of God, the life of God, the gifts of God, the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, the nature of God. That's the children's bread. Amen. Oh, you got to sin more or less every day. You might do it if, unless you get saved. When you get saved, that's over with. Huh? I write unto you, little children, that you sin not. Amen. If any man sin, any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he's faithful and just to forgive. Why do you want to have that filthy sin on you when the Lord can forgive it? Amen. Well, I, not too long ago, I heard about a man got saved. Oh, it was marvelous. He said, greatest, oh, couldn't describe it. It's too wonderful, too much joy. Uh, I said, of course, the devil came along right away. He tried to take my joy. He tried to make me feel guilty. He said, every time I smoked a cigarette, I felt guilty. He said, I'll tell you how bad it really got. He said, it got so bad, I couldn't even watch a good movie without feeling guilty. But he said, I just kept, I just kept going on with the Lord and rejoicing in the Lord. And after a while, uh, God led me and I heard that good song. I'm not perfect, just forgive God have mercy. Anybody could let that come out of their mouth. I don't know where they are. I don't know what's the matter with them. Just, just forgiven. I'm not perfect. Just forgiven. Just forgiven. The spotless Lamb of God had 600 soldiers line up and spit on him till he was covered in it. So you could be just forgiven. He beat him with a whip till his flesh hanged off his bones in six inch strips. His entrails protruded out of his back. Josephus said you could see his heart beating from the outside. And you're just, just forgiven. He was mocked and ridiculed and beaten and scorned, stricken, smitten. He hath no form nor comeliness. He hath no form. When we shall see him, he was 
His visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. He was beaten with a whip. They planted a crown of thorns and drove it in his head with a stick. When he walked in a shadow, would not have the form, would not be the silhouette of a man. He was so marred. Isaiah said he hath no comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And somebody that knows absolutely nothing about God at all wrote that foolish song, I'm not perfect, just forgiven. Well, what are you when you're forgiven? Huh? When Jesus forgives your sin, is it still there? When he washes you in his own blood, are you still dirty? What are you when you're just forgiven? Nobody is just forgiven. We're gloriously, wondrously, marvelously, graciously forgiven. But when we're forgiven, you can't be any more perfect than somebody that's forgiven. When God forgives you, praise God. Hallelujah. And he said, whosoever will, whosoever will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I've told him a lot of times this holiness preaching the greatest adventure I've ever been on. I praise God. I work and work and work. I pray. I make notes. I do all this stuff and then get up and preach. And sometimes it's nothing I had, had in mind, but I'll just preach it as long as I feel like the Lord. If I know God gave it to me, I'll preach it and it'll be just right. Amen. Praise God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partaker of the divine nature. Is it God's nature to sin? Is it God's nature to sin? Does he give, God? Bible said his promises give you his nature. That's children's bread. God's nature. Second huh? uh, Corinthians 5.21 said, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Does the righteous God sin? Never. Praise God. That's the children's bread, deliverance, salvation from sin, not in sin, from sin. I only preach to you tonight. We can be saved. It's the children's bread. We can have power over it. We can overcome evil with good. That's the children's bread. Praise God. Psalm 105 and 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. This is the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribe. There you go. No, you're not so weak that sin can overpower you. You're so powerful that sin cannot overpower you. Oh, Brother Irvin Steele, y'all helping me? Praise God. I need it. Uh, some of them were talking about weak Christians. Old Brother Irvin still said, weak Christians. What are you talking about, weak Christians? He said, there's no such animal. Huh. 
No weak Christian. Weak? What do you mean weak? Got power over the flesh, power over the world, power over the devil, power over all the power of darkness, power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Praise God over all the power of the enemy. Nothing's in, nothing's shall harm you. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. I, I, I love the old preacher. Praise God. I was a little boy. I, I, I love preaching as a sight. I just waited. I love to hear preachers preach. Praise God. Those old preachers that came to Dryden Road when I was a boy, old brother Vince Wilson, praise God, he said, if you can't carry a sack full of wildcats on your back and walk a barbed fence barefooted, you don't even need to think about trying to be a holiness preacher. Huh? Praise God. He said, I take the weakest, smallest promise that God ever made and stretch it over the deepest, hottest, pit, darkest pit of hell and walk out on and turn double back, back flips and double dare the devil say anything about it. That's the kind of preaching I heard. That's what I believe. My God is greater. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. Greater is he that's in you and he that's in the world. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Don't ask me if I ever failed God since I've been saved. I'd be ashamed. Praise God. You ask me if he ever failed me, I can report he never has and he never will. Praise God. He healeth the broken in heart, bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great, great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I looked up that word greatly. My, they must have had 50 definitions there for that word greatly. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Yeah, the one that stood out to me and the one I remember the best, I could think of a bunch of them. Praise God, but one that I, I just blessed me better and better, it said louder and louder. Uh, great is the Lord and to be praised louder and louder. Have you made more noise for God today than you did yesterday? Well, you ought to. He said he's greatly to be praised and that word greatly means louder and louder. Well, I don't understand the Bible. Well, God's understanding is infinite. And understanding is the children's bread. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. I don't hardly know what to say. It's not that I don't have anything to say. It's just coming in so fast I can't, I can't spit it all out. <clears throat> praise God. So many things come to mind. That young lady, uh, praise God, came with that singing group to that service that lasted all all day went from the uh, morning service to, to into the night service, and, and it's all one service. Got ready to dismiss after it all quietened down. Finally, she stood to that. Anyone, anyone have anything on their heart? Anybody have a word? She stood and said, cried and wept. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm 21 years old. I've been married one year. The doctor says it's 100% sure I'll die if I don't have major surgery. And it's 100% sure if I have this major surgery, I'll never have a family. She wept and cried. I said, sis, come up here right now. We'll pray for you right now. So we did. She left the church house crying. We went back to preach that same homecoming again next year. And she was there again. Praise God, she's not crying now. She's shouting hallelujah. Oh, she's having herself time. And they asked her to testify again. And she said, 
I went to the doctor on Monday after we had that service on Sunday, and he talked real hateful to me. Said he got he got pretty smart with me. He called me in there and he sat there at his desk and he said, Young lady, I am a very highly competent physician. <laughs> he said, I'm good at what I do. He said, I studied for years and years and years. And I studied under some of the best doctors in the world. And he said, uh, you don't know anything. <laughs> he said, but even you can see this. He said, nurse, bring those test results in here. Put those here and those over there. He said, now look at this, young lady. I know you don't know a thing in the world about it, but you can see it. Right here, it is. You got cancer all through you. Right there it is. It's right there on that picture. Look at it. You can see it. Yeah, I can see it. He said, there it is. Here it isn't. Glory to God. And then that great, that great, uh, that great physician, that great surgeon, he said, to save my soul, I can't figure it out. I thought to myself, Doc, if you could figure it out, it would save your soul. Praise God, I got the answer for you. I can tell you exactly what it is. It's the children's bread. Well, glory to God. I said glory to God. I feel like shouting hallelujah. I feel like praising our God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Praise God. Ah, the Bible. It, you can't understand it. Just stand under it. I said when you can't understand, stand under. The Bible is not a book to be explained. The Bible is God's word to be believed and obeyed. Praise God and watch it do what it says it'll do. He came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him came to hear him and to be healed, praise God, of their diseases, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. They brought that man in. He's born afore. They couldn't get in for the throng to press, and they, they went up on the roof, and they tore tiles off, and they lowered him down with ropes in the presence of Jesus. He was sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed. He was given to convulsions. And uh, <laughs> Jesus said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And some of the religious hierarchy said, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? God alone can forgive sins. Praise God. I mean, he forgave his sins. He didn't like it. Right. Amen. Well, he said, whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, take up your bed and walk. Praise God. But he said, but that you may know. How many know? But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on the earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately he got up. That's how you get saved. Immediately. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I heard a great preacher say for years, I wondered what he's talking about every time he said it. I'm not a great preacher. I'll never be a great preacher. But I know what he's talking about. He'd say, oh, I wish I could preach. Thank God when I feel this message inside of me this strong, I'd like to get some of it out so we could all shout together. Praise God forever. God's a healer. 
God's a helper. God's a strengthener. God's a savior. God's a deliverer. It's the children's bread. who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes he were healed. There is perfect healing for bodies, souls, minds, Spirits, emotions, nerves, every cell in your body, the deep of your soul. Praise God, the far reaches of imagination and comprehension, the complexities of the electronic highways and neurons in your brain. God knows every last thing there is to know about it when men can't hardly guess it all. God knows it all. God sees it all. God made it all. And God can heal it all. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <sighs> they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. When he went forth the land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time. And wear no clothes. You know, you don't know why people uh, want to show their nakedness. They got the devil in them. Huh? huh? That's pretty much spells it out right here. Had devils long time and wear no clothes. Neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou son of God most high, I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded. You like that word? He had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? He said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. A Roman legion was between six and 8,000. That's how many devils he had, between six and 8,000. Huh? And they had, they had thousands, eh? He had such a majority, he didn't figure they had to listen to Jesus. Is that right? That's 100% wrong. <laughs> That's perfectly wrong. You know what they did? The whole legion of devils, they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. <laughs> they knew they had to go if he said the word. There was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them and he suffered them and then went out to devils, thousands of them, and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked and Brother Mike Roberts said they all come out on the other side of preaching salvation by water baptism. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. It's a sign of insanity and demon possession when you want to get out in the public with your clothes off. Huh? Praise God, in his right mind, clothed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, and they were afraid. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, 
He placed my feet upon a rock. He's established my going. He put a new song in my mouth. He even prays unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Huh? I don't know about you. Maybe you weren't so different after you got saved. I was. Oh boy, it worked down at the nightclub where I worked. Mule, bouncer, tough guy. Saw him four times a week. About all night long, four times a week. Went to his house and stayed all night. Sat up all night, different times. I got saved. My brother-in-law, wife's sister's husband, owned a IGA supermarket and had a gas pumps out next to the road. I went out there and filled an old car up with gas. There's an old mule on the other side of the island. And not only did I speak to him, I mean, not only did he look right at me, I spoke to him. So how you doing? He said, been all right, how you? Didn't have an idea in the world who I was. I got saved. I was brand new. There's a brand new man walking in my shoes. Thank God. Old rock and roll band leader. Uh, I knew him. He owned the grocery store there with his big buddies. Uh, before we both, either one of us got saved, I got saved. He got saved. He said, I'm going over to see if Bill really got saved. He got saved good or if he just got religious. He said, my Lord, look like you got saved too good. He said he cut his hair off, said it looked like he cut it too much. <laughs> said he shaved his beard. I said he cut his beard off, said he didn't trim it up. Make it look good, he shaved it off. Huh? He said it looked like he got saved too good. I said I can't get too much of this. I can't do too much for my Lord. I can't go too far for Jesus. He went to Calvary for me. Praise God. Well, how do, I feel like shouting now. I don't know how you feeling. I feel like shouting. My grandpa was about six foot, six one. Had loaded coal, loaded high 45, 46 ton of coal with a shovel and a, inside a coal mine. <laughs> Praise God. He walked five miles to church. He walked five miles to work. I'll get it. They rode nine miles in a wagon, horse and wagon, uh, to church. They had a six-week revival. He went every night. He missed not one night. They'd, they'd sing and shout and pray and tarry in the altar and speak in tongues and have a holy roller meetings till one, two o'clock in the morning. And he had to walk five miles. Praise God, got way up way before daylight, walked five miles to work, work all day, Come home, load the children, try to wash up a little bit and load all the children in the wagon, go nine miles to the church house, nine, six weeks of it every night. Some of them said, hey, John, uh, don't you think that's a little bit much? Don't you think that's carrying a little too far? Only sleep he got for six weeks was what he got on the way to church and way back home. The old horse knew the way. I don't know some of our folks at the horse have an earthly idea. Huh? Oh, yeah, we went there about a month ago. I remember now. Huh? Praise God. Well, it's, uh, don't you think that's too much? Don't you think? He said, no, 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 no. No, he said those good folks used to be walking to church and I'd be the one that was drunk on moonshine. I'd come down and run right through the middle of him on my horse. I'd get right in the middle of him, rear him up on his hind feet. My God, he said, I don't think that's too much to go to church and sing. What a wonderful Savior is he. What a wonderful Savior to me. Oh, he loved me so I never could see. What 
How wonderful Savior is he. Has he done anything good for you? Did he save you? Has he kept you? Has he nourished you? Has he given you life? Praise God. Yeah. We've had fathers after the flesh that chastened us to be timed according to their own pleasure. But he, for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. His righteousness, his holiness, his nature. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. We have the mind of Christ, his mind, his holiness, his righteousness, his nature. Praise God. His power. I give unto you power. Tread on serpents and scorpions. Well, surely, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53 and 5, with his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes ye were healed. Praise God. Brother William Hill said, I don't know if I were healed or I are healed. I just know I'm healed. Huh? Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. How many know that all past prayers, all past prayers are still effective, efficacious? God is, if you prayed it 20 years ago, God is still there listening to it. And he can still answer it any moment. Praise God. And I'd like to keep praying and asking to keep trying to uh, make him understand, I believe you. I trust you. I rely upon you. I depend upon you. You can depend on him. He's dependable. You can rely upon him. He's reliable. You can put all your faith in him. He's faithful. He never failed. He's unfailing. He's unchangeable. Great God. I've actually had folks, I go back and ask them to pray. One man told me. I can't get saved, preacher. I've done too bad. I said, you've probably not done a fourth as bad as I did. But if you did four times as bad, God can still save you. I tell people everywhere I go, Lord, save me. He'll save anybody. Huh? There's an urgency in this meeting. There's an urgency in this atmosphere right here in this pretty church house. You need to talk to God earnestly, sincerely, honestly. You don't need to keep one thing back. You need to be open because you are, whether you want to or not. You're open and naked before him with whom we have to do. That's in this book. That's in this book. I, I have to quit. Let me close with this. Psalm 107, verse 17. 
I need to ask a question. Do we have anybody in the house tonight that is a fool? Does anybody want to confess I'm a fool? See, nobody. What about that? Now, this verse right here, that's the first word, fools. Psalm 107 and 17, the first word is fools. You already said you're not a fool. I never admitted I was either. Huh? Not a fool. Fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Fools. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat. That's food. They won't eat and they draw near unto the gates of death. Fools. That's who he's talking about. That's the first word. Fools. Then they cry unto the Lord. My, my, fools cry unto the Lord. Surely every one of us wants to. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of all their distresses. Praise God. He sent his word, and he sent his word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. That's who it is. That's who it's for. Children. Children of men. Every child of man is a child of God. Amen. You can die and go to hell if you want to. But it's not God's will. It's not his will that any should perish. You can, you can get the greatest giver can come and offer you the greatest gift. And you can turn it down if you want to. But these fools right here in Psalm 107, they wanted, they wanted what God had to offer. They asked him for it. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Do you want to come? Do you want to pour your heart out like water? Do you want to lift up your heart with your hands under God in the heavens? Search me, O God. Know my heart. Amen. Search me, O God. Know my heart. God knows your heart far better than you do. But he wants to know, he wants you to show that you want him to know. Then he can help you. Great God. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Do you know him? Does he know you? Do you want him to? Well, I wish I could have preached better. But I didn't want anything better to preach about. The children's bread. An old preacher down in Kentucky noticed that one of his most faithful members had missed church about three times in a row. He said, there's something terrible wrong with her. She doesn't miss. So he walked out there to her house. And he said, Sister, I noticed you've not been to church for a while. She said, I'm ashamed to come, Pastor. My shoes have such a big hole in the bottom of them. I'm ashamed to come to church like that. He didn't have any money either. But he began to pray and fast.
And God said, I'm sending her a pair of shoes. He had his answer. There was a rich lady that ordered a pair of shoes, and they came in the mail, and one of them was a size six, and the other one was a size eight. And she said, oh, my, I can't wear these things. I don't know what to do with them. She asked the preacher, preacher, I got these shoes. They're worthless. One's a size six. The other one's size eight. He said, well, we got a poor, really poor sister here in the church. Maybe she could put tissue paper or something, some kind of paper, newspaper, whatever kind of paper they got a hold of back then. Maybe she could wear them. He took them out there. She thanked him very graciously. She said, I thank you, Pastor, and you thank that lady that sent them. And he happened to think he started walking out of the yard and he turned around and said, Now, sis, one of them's a size six and the other one's a size eight. Uh, thought maybe you could make do with them till, till maybe you can get something better. She went to shouting. She went to whooping. She went to praising God. She said, What a God we have. She said, I knew these shoes wouldn't fit me. Wasn't no chance they'd fit me. One of my feet's size six. And the other one, size eight. <laughs> no way I could wear them. God knew all about it. God caused that man to put the wrong one in there. God knew exactly where they needed to go. God, I love you. I praise you, Lord. You are mine. You are a purchased possession. You are prized far above the wealth of the universe. You are the crown jewel of my creation and the yearnings of my heart are in your direction. I have come this night to beckon, plead, draw once more, take heed, heed the call, come, come, come unto me, all ye that are restless, can't find rest for your soul, I have it, it's yours, come and receive it. By my grace, through your faith, saith the Lord. Would you be free? Would you be rested? Would you be contented? Would you be comforted? God, our God is the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He'll give you peace like a river, peace that passeth all understanding. He'll stay with you and never leave you. He took all our infirmities. He bare all our sicknesses. He cast out spirits with his word. Heals all that are sick. Stand with us. Sister Snow sings and plays. Come in these altars. Open your heart. Open the door.
Let Jesus in. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's seek God. We're weak. We're so weak. But he's strong. He's strong beyond imagination. He's great and high and holy. Yet he condescends to men of low estate. The Spirit says, come. The bride says, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Whosoever will, let him come. Take the water of life. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's talk to God. Come on, let's seek the Lord. While he may be found, call upon him while he's near.